The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. would a Kyrie trade be without checking in on what the newly crowned NBA scoring leader LeBron James thought? I want to know, what does he think about something that did not affect him in at all? What does he think about something, a trade that did not happen that he thought was going to happen for him? Because ESPN threw Michael Wilbon out to interview LeBron James one-on-one to get, I don't know, like to just get his perspective on on the trade, the non-trade for them, and the trade to Boston, or to uh, Dallas, excuse me. So when Kyrie asked out LeBron, this is the timeline, LeBron responded by tweeting a crown and a big eye emoji. That's hilarious. That's LeBron in Twitter form. That's what he is. He's just setting setting the stage up for what he thinks is going to happen. He's getting excited. And I just have never seen a sit-down for something that's like a non-trade. Never seen it. Just Braun candidly came out and said he was disappointed that they did not get Kyrie Irving and made sure to say that he thought Kyrie Irving and him would win championships together, and which is, again, a part of the reason that I don't think he's in Dallas long. This is what was said. Well, definitely disappointed. I can't sit here and say I'm not disappointed on not being able to land such a talent, but someone that I had great chemistry with and know I got great chemistry with on the floor that can help you win, um, you know, championships in my, in my mind, right. in my eyes. Um, but my focus has shifted now. Um, my focus has shifted back to where it should be. And that's this, that's this club now and what we have in the locker room. That's and guys a quick pivot, goes, LeBron. It's a quick pivot. Quick pivot. It don't take me long. It don't take me long. I don't, I don't get too excited um, about the possibilities of things that can be. I, I, I kind of envision myself on what it can, but I don't, I don't invest it all the way into until I know what's happening. And, and when it does not happen, I, I'm, I'm back locked in on the job at hand. So, um, you know, we had an opportunity. I th- our, our names was out there. The Lakers name was out there. We had an opportunity, didn't happen. We move on and we, we, we uh, finish the season strong, try to, try to get a bid into the postseason where I feel 
a bid into the postseason is the only thing that matters right now. He is just throwing Russell Westbrook under the bus because he knows that he was going to be in the trade. For sure. Like, absolutely was going to be in the trade. Bron, this is so strange to me, this interview, because he just never does anything randomly, you know? He just is one of those strategic players. He broke the scoring record at home. Uh, he made sure that things get set in place with Clutch whenever he's dropping, even with Bronny's announcement about where he's going to go to college. It's all going to be done strategically. This interview was done strategically. I am disappointed we did not get Kyrie Irving. I think we can win championships together. I think we have great chemistry. I think we still will have great chemistry. And uh, But I'm moving on. I am, I'm a good teammate. I am a good team player. And we are now going to try to get into the play-in tournament now that we don't have Kyrie Irving. That is something very funny. Uh, that's just something that you've never seen before in history is an athlete come out and say, hey, I am mad that we didn't trade for this guy. I'm going to do a one-on-one -on -one sit down with Mike Wilbon, one of the most premier uh, commentators in all of the NBA, who's been in this business for a long, long time, writes books for players, all that. And he's going to come out and see me so that I can say, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed we didn't get Kyrie. That's wild. The Lakers, though, were smart. I don't think they should have done it. I don't think they should have given up all those pieces. Max Christie, uh, Austin Reeves, two first-round picks. Russell Westbrook's coming off the books, whatever. It's coming off regardless. So if you can use those picks and get Jared Vanderbilt and Mike Conley Jr. and, and Malik Beasley, and then you can just get Kyrie in the offseason for whatever it is that it's going to be, I think a, maybe a two-year deal or a three-year deal, while at, like while keeping Max Christie and – uh, keeping Austin Reeves. And who knows what you can do with re-signing Jared Vanderbilt, who's awesome. He's a, another good defender who can score a little bit. Malik Beasley can score a lot. That's that's a really good team. Or you could have just spent all that for Kyrie when you could just get him in the in free agency. So, But with Braun now the scoring record holder, it's going to be fascinating to see if the Lakers do anything at the deadline at all. Windhorse just tweeted that the Lakers have two options. Trade Russ and improve marginally, but screw over their cap space immensely. Or keep Russ, maintain cap space, and sign Kyrie this summer because that's where he wants to be. I think option two is what's happening. Lakers aren't doing anything at the deadline. Woj also just reported that Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook just got into a heated argument at halftime uh, at the OKC game over Russ apparently lingering on the court after getting pulled yikes how does this change things are they tired of russ i don't think so but it's just weird the whole thing is weird as wendy notes moving russ would probably be a mistake so i don't think that they'll do it i think they have become a more competent franchise they're just trying to fix their incompetence from the past but the lake show and their dysfunction never disappoints moving on Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we're going to dissect the entire trade deadline on our next show. Uh, Keith Smith's going to come on as well for probably 30, 40 minutes to tell us kind of 
how it all went down, what things didn't happen, etc. But I did want to address a couple of the rumors floating out and give you my opinion ahead of time. So we did have another major trade, uh, a shocking, a we'll call it a buzzy trade, you know? Like they had to massage this deal in order to make it work, if you know what I mean. So Miami ships Dwayne Dedman to San Antonio for a bag of chips and a Theragun. So let's get into some of the trade rumors as well. This one's hot off the wires. Brian Windhorst just reported this on his podcast, and I am shook. Big one. This is huge. And I don't mean Dwayne Dedman to the Spurs. I mean like a real trade. Now that Kyrie Irving has been traded, maybe the Nets' position on not trading Kevin Durant as it really was kind of last summer may change. That is an interesting development that has happened over the past 48 hours since the Kyrie trade from the people that I have talked to. Uh, why isn't this bigger news? Is, is anybody talking about this? I haven't seen this on first take. I haven't seen anything on NBA today. Nobody, no Shams, no Chris Haynes. Where are we at with this? Does Kyrie, does Kyrie move everything for the Brooklyn Nets? Is KD going to legitimately say, yo, I'm out. I know you guys have Cam Thomas and he's dropping 47 on against the Wizards, uh, but I got to go. I got to go. Does that mean Kevin Durant is going to be on on the move like now? Like before tomorrow? I don't think he's going to be traded. I don't think they're going to be able to get a deal done by then, but the offseason is fascinating to me. The entire entire trade deadline again gets hijacked by Kevin Durant. As usual, he likes to, you know, easy money sniper just likes to lay in the weeds and fuck shit up. Uh so no one is going to risk throwing away their assets when they could get Kevin Durant. So we might have a very dead deadline in advance of this offseason, which I think is really interesting. Every year, uh, there's a bizarre rumor that sometimes turns out to be true. Well, this year, it is the buzz that Chris Middleton might get traded. What? What are you talking about, Willis? According to something called Wolfel's Press Box, this NBA officials believe there's a chance the Bucks may move Middleton before the deadline. Why? Who would they get back in return, really? I mean... They were bad without Chris Middleton. What are they going to be without him again? Not good. I don't know where this rumor came from. This feels like fake news to me. This feels like when I ate the garbage on a tweet about James Wiseman officially asking out, which made perfect sense, but also wasn't true factually. Uh, James Wiseman, speaking of which, rumored to want out. I do not think that's true. Uh, he has very little trade value, but the only reason and incentive that the Warriors would want to trade him is cap space. He would help them out with $131 million in salary and penalties over the next two years. The question for y'all, is Wiseman worth 65? I mean, I don't even, I can't even get it out. Is Wiseman worth $65 million a year? I think you know the answer to that, truthfully. That is just short of the $68 million that they had to pay Kelly Oubre uh, to be on the Warriors. There's been some bad deals for the dubs, for our dubs, excuse me. <laughs> Seems impossible, though, the Warriors will hold on to him considering how much money he's going to cost and how little he does. He's basically a Santa Cruz warrior for the rest of his career, as long as he's there. Moving forward, another uh, player who asking for a trade makes no sense because what kind of leverage do they really have is Ferkman Korkmaz. He has demanded a trade from Philly. Okay. Uh, does anyone care about that? Ferk Ferkman Korkmaz has demanded a trade. He's He wants out. No one knows why, probably because... His role is diminishing, and it would because he stinks. Fresh off of getting jumped by the Georgia national, national team, everyone thought he might break out. Has not happened this year. He's looking for a new home. See you later, Furkan Korkmaz. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. The Raptors moving on. Uh, easily 
looking like the most active team at the deadline. No one knows, though. I actually think maybe Masai Ujiri does nothing at all. OG Ananobi's been rumored to be on the move. Uh, Fred Van Fleet has rumored to be on the move. Pascal Siakam rumored to be on the move. That's a lot of picks you're going to have to get for those three guys. Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi are elite wings. This is a wing-driven league. If you're moving Pascal and OG, you better get six, seven picks. You better get what Utah got for Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. I tell you what, uh, that would be an upgrade for any team who gets them. I'm very, very fascinated. Fred Van Fleet, he's rumored to be on the move. I think actually that's a probably a more likely scenario, uh, given the fact that he's on an expiring. He's going to want a lot of money. And Clippers are the potential landing spot for him. Moving forward, Portland. Portland's got to do something, right? They have to. Um, they are linked to Nerland's Noel. I don't know how much that moves the needle. Mo Bamba, just fresh off of his fight with Austin Rivers, the team PR representative for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And Jay Crowder. I don't know how that helps him. I don't. This team is going nowhere. I think Josh Hart could probably be on the move as well. Nuggets definitely are trading Bones Highland. Uh, the other rumor that's in the mix on that is Alex Caruso to the Nuggets. I think that works probably for both teams. I don't think it makes Chicago any better. I think Alex Caruso is a key piece of what the what the Bulls want to do moving forward. Uh, Miami apparently is done with Kyle Lowry. That trade stinks. That is a horrible trade. He hasn't been healthy. We all know that Kyle Lowry's kind of fat. And the truth is, time is undefeated, you know? Father time continues to win. So that's where 38-year-old Kyle Lowry is at when he doesn't take care of his body. So he's probably on the move to where? Who will want him? I do not know. Matisse Thibel seems to also be on the move. A lot of suitors, Hawks, Kings, Warriors, Pacers, Blazers, Bucks, Mavericks, Hornets, Raptors, and Suns. Pretty much all interested in Matisse Thibel. His attitude is not very good. I would be very curious to see how he looks on another team with another identity and another role. Clippers apparently, uh, well, we know, not apparently. They need another point guard. They need to figure it out. They're looking at D'Lo. They're looking at Eric Gordon. They're looking at Fred Van Fleet. So that's all the rumors. We'll see what happens. We've got one day and about 12 hours left to go. We will bring on Keith right after the deadline. That will go up Friday morning very early. I will have my thoughts Friday sort of mid-morning, early afternoon, East Coast time, so we'll drop that as well. But that is all the time that we have for the Heat Check. Come back Friday for an all-new episode recapping the trade deadline. Do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Trista underscore Crick and on TikTok at at this Heat Check. Tell all your friends, every single one of them, subscribe, like, review, because the Heat Check doesn't sleep. 